0: Shri Guru Pyo Nama, Guru Brahma, Guru Vishnu, Guru Devu Maheshwara, Guru Sakshat Parabrahma, Tasmae Shri Guru Vennamah, Hari Yau. far. In the past few satsangs, I have been talking more about what you are, what I am, and what each and every living being is. This is already well detailed and well explained in Vedanta. Vedanta means, Bianca, Veda is the body of knowledge. Anta means the end. So Vedanta sim- signifies or symbolizes all the Upanishads. There are in all 108 Upanishads, of which 18 are important, and among them there are 10 that are the most important ones and in almost all of these Upanishads there is one prime doctrine that has been taught and that is as to what each every living human being is what is their nature what they essentially are and they are essentially nothing other than the image of Almighty God. So whatever God is, that is exactly what you are. But in reality, the situation you experience is entirely different. Now, how did I get into all this mess? And each one of us we are all almost all of us except perhaps me alone who is not under the control of the laws of nature so almost all of you are bound by the laws of nature the laws of creation the laws of meaning nature and Why is that it is because of your own? Ignorance about yourself You perceive that the body that you have is what you are this is the beginning of your ignorance and the start of your suffering and in reality you are distinctly separate from the body. The body has a beginning, a interim state, eventual aging and death. You as the soul is free from these limitations completely there is no birth to you because you have always been there you have been eternal you are eternal and consequently you don't even have birth uh, death but by virtue of your own fascination to experience the phenomenal world and that is how you believe that you the body that you have is what is essentially you are whereas the body is part of the phenomenon of creation phenomenon of nature and with this ignorance you automatically invite all the limitations or rules and laws of prakriti or of nature and hence you get bound by those limitations Now all the great scriptures, all the great scriptures talk about how you should free yourself from this binding, this bondage with the nature and the root cause of all this suffering is number one, attachment or asakti attachment that you believe that you are you are the physical body and hence you love but your I don't
1: body I can't hear anything
0: who is that
1: Yamin
0: yeah, I mean. Huh Yamin yeah, I mean. you cannot hear me no Guruji you're okay we fixed it Krishna okay yeah what is the Yamini's problem
1: I, I will contact her over the phone and talk to her, Guruji. Please continue. Sorry about that.
0: Yeah, I mean, were you able to get, hear me now? Yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yes Guruji. Yes. yes, Guruji. Very good. Very good. Where was the car?
1: Hmm?
0: so the root cause is your attachment to your body which is you think is yours in effect it is part of the phenomena part of the nature and you your fascination to that body and the love for the body believing that the body is what you are that is utterly untrue however all the great sages the scriptures they talk about you separating yourself from the physical body the body is merely a instrument as you may have a car or a bicycle to go from place a to b and to that extent that car is an instrument or the bicycle is an instrument and you are supposed to take care of that instrument so that at any given point of time if you want to move from point a to point b that instrument should be able to take you from point a to point b similarly this body that you have received is essentially for you to do your disciplines, to do your tapasadhana, that is, disciplines, so that you can rapidly move past the clutches of nature and free yourself and be independent of the phenomena of creation, be independent of the nature or prakruti, and witness the phenomena of creation, watch it as a witness, not part of it, and eventually be in atonement or at-one-ment, being meaning, being in constant communication with Almighty God, thereby eventually you dissolving or becoming one with the supreme lord so to that extent this body is merely an instrument and you have received this instrument it is your responsibility to take care of that physical responsibility maintain the health the neatness cleanliness and health of that physical body because you need that instrument always now You have to use that instrument for your own spiritual evolution so that you can practice your disciplines. How can I do my disciplines as quickly as I can and as completely as I can so that I keep Growing, marching fast as soon as possible towards the aim of my life or goal of my life. One principal quality that each and every individual must have is promptness, tatpartha, it is called promptness that means (coughs) no sooner you have decided that I want to grow spiritually and I want to free myself from the clutches of nature and this phenomena of life birth and death and life birth and death and the suffering that go in between then I must make every effort using my physical body as the instrument and make that effort as quickly and completely and as promptly as i can that is the beginning and thereafter starts the purification of your body your physical body your subtle body or sukshma sharir then your causal body and finally the mahakaran or the cosmic body now in your subtle body are embedded there is data information of all your past life particularly of your likes dislikes your love your hatred your anger and so on and so forth so many uh, shades uh, of your emotions and facets of your personality similarly your causal body or jivatma state also holds a record of all your past births and deaths and all the acts and acts of commission as well as acts of omission, all the do's and don'ts that you have done, but they hold the impo- uh, information there. And the very fact that you have received this birth is because of your own actions and the fruits thereof that have matured to give its effect in this life. This becomes your providence or your fate. There are still many more karma or actions that have yet to bear fruits and at an opportune time when the fruits are ready, you will be reborn again. So this phenomena continues, it will end only and only when all your fruits that are embedded in your causal body, Karan Sharif, as also all the impressions in your subtle body, Sukshma Sharif, are cleaned and wiped out. Now how do I clean them and wipe them out clean? The way is, meet, approach a Sadguru, surrender yourself and pray for his grace. This Sadguru could be a man or a woman, doesn't matter. And then follow his instructions implicitly, completely and as lovingly as you possibly can and surrender them unto Him. Thereby gradually your all the four levels of your being, the physical self, the subtle self, causal self, as also the cosmic self, they will start getting purified, and the process of purification picks up speed depending upon your own efforts and your own faith your own belief however to many they do run into problems and what are the problems that they run into? The first one is, it is called, the scriptures call it anashwasa, or lack of faith, lack of belief. And because of lack of belief, you have lack of commitment. And hence, you have lack of love as well. So this having this faith is so very important. This faith will give you the power of devotion. This power of devotion is phenomenal. It is only through this power of devotion and love that you are gradually reaching to the state of self-surrender. Understand? Oh, Almighty God, I do not want anything, anything. Please, please accept me. And all I pray for is for thy love and thy grace. This is the tremendous burning desire, wish that a aspirant can have and the sadguru is constantly watching every breath as to how you are progressing and how you are making the necessary efforts if the needed surrender is still not happening There are some difficulties also that Almighty God creates in your spiritual life until you become as malleable, as pliable, like as if you are a chunk of butter. And once you have totally, completely surrendered, and your surrender has been accepted you have won a major battle in life thereafter it is almost impossible for you to fall even if you want to fall you will not be able to fall because the grace will always pick you up understand now for this faith to be nourished what are the other problems that they have there are two other problems one is a tremendous desire wanting to experience the sensual joys of life i i do know Gitanjali makes beautiful gulab jam and I must enjoy those gulab jam. This is a sensual joy. Understand? You may not know, but Sudhir Uncle sings beautiful, particularly the kind of music that I like. So I want him to sing so that I can enjoy his music and I want that happiness, that joy. So these are various expectations and the degree of your attachment to these expectations, the deeper is your attachment and deeper and more difficult is for you to separate yourself from all these attachments. Finally, along with this, we do want, God has gifted us Our intellect. And along with this intellect, we are gifted with the sense of discretion, in the sense that we have been given by birth how to choose between right and wrong, how to analyze what is worthwhile or what is worthless what would be good for me and what is not good for me. So this ability to choose what is right for me and what is not right for me and acting upon all that is right for me. here the pro- problem comes, particularly for the beginners my mom is telling me come on put away your phone and open your books and start studying you have your exams coming up now at the same time i put away the phone but i know that my friends are going to call me so i keep it at a safe place so that i can hear So basically what I'm doing is I'm trying to listen to my mom at the same time I'm trying to do what I want to do and not doing exactly what my mother has told me or what is good for me that I should study because my exams are coming. This we are trying to find intelligent ways to play trick on ourselves and your own mind is teaching you all those tricks. Do you know that? (laughs) Your own mind is teaching you uh, all those tricks. Thereby, what happens is the intellect which should be so resilient, razor sharp, very alert, becomes dull. Becomes dull, becomes less and less responsive become less and less analytical and hence becomes less and less effective in giving us the necessary information as to what is right for me and what is not right for me instead you're my mind you're creating an argument to defend that I hiding my phone and waiting for my friends to call so that I can join the conversation and those kind of things. And those are not the right things for me to do. But I do not have the much needed necessary Atma Bala, meaning inner power that I can act upon all the right suggestions of my intellect. And though these suggestions may be less likable, unpleasant, I, because of lack of this willpower, I fall into the trap and do all those things that I should not be doing. And I go deeper and deeper and sink down more and more and more. now how do i overcome this so often at least i have noticed this that when i am giving a talk at the same time some of the listeners are listening but their mind is more active in creating a counter argument in their mind an argument To defeat my what I'm trying to tell them and in the process they are unable to remember what I've said as also articulate their problem that they think they have and in the end they are losers because they have not understood anything and what they are doing is they are more involved engrossed in thinking analyzing so many things that are counterproductive in their own minds thereby what happens is they are the ones who are the losers because they don't know either this nor that and when this happens gradually they are going in a reverse direction Thereby, they are also losing faith. Faith is such an important ingredient that you must have, every seeker, that they are losing their faith. Or the faith is not making them any stronger, but is making them weaker, weaker, and weaker yet. which is a very, very difficult situation. Now, how do I overcome that? If you understand and analyze your thoughts, there is one undercurrent constantly there. And that undercurrent is Kamavasana meaning there are very profound desires you have and they are constantly there either active or dormant but they are there all the time and they make the, their presence known to the aspirant and these desires prevent your intellectual growth or the growth of your sense of uh, discretion so that you can analyze, understand what is the choice is best for you and have the power to act upon that. And these are all negated because of all these powerful desires. Now, how am I to overcome all these powerful desires? It is they are so much so much one with me that it is like tearing away my own shadow. How can you tear away your own shadow? And there is only one way for that. That way is vairagya, meaning. Total detachment from the sensory joys that you are so fond of, or sensory joys, happiness, love, whatever you may call it, that you so desire. You think your happiness is in the physical fulfillment of your desires and wishes. No, my dear. So developing dispassion to all these desires and being steadfast on your mental attitude towards it, gradually your attachment to all these desires will become weak, weaker and weaker yet. To add to that, When you are doing Agnihutra and so many other Yadnyas, that is a tremendously powerful tool because every time when you offer into the fire, oh fire, this is yours, this is thine and not mine, you are automatically surrendering, offering your attachment and every mantra that your chanting has a potent charge, shakti. This charge starts expressing itself and separates you from all these difficulties or demands of the love of the physical being, the love of the body, love of the senses, love of the nature. And so forth. To the point that, irrespective of this, your love for your own liberation is far more stronger and it weakens all these bondages of sensory bondages, bondages of the senses such as seeing, hearing, smell, touch, and so forth and these bondages become weaker and weaker and weaker and weaker uh, till they fall away and you don't even you know that they have left you and that is the beginning of your joy of spirituality for sure you will experience that joy that love in the very process of spiritual evolution, and once you have seen, experienced that Supreme Self, thereafter, thereafter, my goodness, it is all heaven. I can't tell you, it cannot be described. And that is exactly what all the great virtuous ones have been talking and telling for the last so many ages, ages upon ages upon ages and sure you will be free from everything free from all and you will be the the grand one who will be witness witnessing the phenomena of creation knowing that you are the one who created this phenomena and you are merely a witness to the action, interaction and interplay of this process of creation and how ignorant are the people who are caught in the turmoil of this life, birth, death, birth, life, death and so forth together with phenomenal sufferings and pains and agony in the process so understand that there is a lot of need for introspection look at yourself always and try to observe yourself as to why this is happening many times you may not understand it But keep asking this question to yourself and the answers will come from within, because this knowledge is already given to you. You are the reservoir of that knowledge, only you have to know how to tap into that. I think now I'm coming to an end and Padmaji? Yes, Guruji. Should there be any questions? I'll be happy to answer them.
1: Yes, Guruji. Isaac has a question. Isaac, please go ahead.
0: Yes, Isaac. Namaste, Guruji. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Um, so my question is, given that we, uh, we know our sadhanan our our disciplines and how much we care for not only ourselves and our spiritual growth or in evolution but also for humanity and, and other people how do we how can we you know put our spiritual practices at you know as priority and still operate as a householder or as somebody that has a job Uh, because there's a lot of times where i just want to not do any of these things and just only do meditation and yoga and (laughs) everything else up wonderful very good question see the answer to that your question is spiritual spirituality is the regalvanizing of the self and the environment that you are in, including your family. Suppose you bring in a wonderful flower that has exquisite fragrance, and offer it to your wife. She is so very happy that you brought her something very lovingly. Now, is it possible for you to make sure that only and only your wife gets the fragrance of that flower? And may that fragrance not migrate to your neighbor or into their families and the neighborhood around? No, it is not possible. So you are doing your spiritual disciplines for yourself. And what happens thereby is that the entire environment around you also becomes fragrant and also becomes joyous you may not know it so but others are very happy to experience that that is one thing second thing which is more important is why not we make every breath of ours every breath of our hours every thought of ours as a worship or a prayer to the almighty god in that case may you do anything and everything including your profession your job your career or your interactions with your within your family or with your neighbors or friends all that as a service to Almighty God. Take it as a service to the Almighty God and when you do this service, you do this service with utmost love, my dear, because you are offering it to Almighty God, the one who is the most dear and near to you. And thereby, you make your entire world, your very being, a being of total love, total joy, and all happiness. Understand? So don't create a difference between your profession, between your career, your household responsibilities, or your responsibilities towards your family, they are independent of your spiritual life. No, they are all together one. You have to rise through all of this. And as you rise, along with you rise, the rest of the members that are involved in your life as as well. Understand, my dear? Yes, Guruji, thank you. Okay. Anybody else?
1: Yes, Guruji. Olga has a question. Olga, please go ahead. Namaste, Guruji. Um, My question, partially what Isaac asked. I apologize for ignorance of my question.
0: Don't Um, worry about it.
1: So uh, we've just discussed that we need to develop detachment. And... um, and through that we will achieve joy uh spiritual joy my question is what if on a physical level you have things which brings you real joy and our existence is should be a joy as well i would think so how you do then Detach yourself from that. What brings you joy, on a physical level, so okay. that you, get, you, you so it is just two different joys. Giving up one to achieve another. I understand. Another is bigger and let might incorporate. Let the, me.
0: I'm glad you asked, Olga. Let me clarify. Trying to understand and determine the sense of discretion, this is an analysis that every seeker, every aspirant goes through all the time oh. and you <laughs> okay. are, pardon me.
1: All right, thank you, it means I'm a seeker, thank you.
0: Yes, and in this analysis, process of analysis, we are trying to find out what is the best thing that I I could do or, or what is it that if I do, God will love it. So that is the sense of discretion, trying to know what is the choice is best to act or to do or to speak. It is not meant to separate people from people. It is not meant to be judgmental about people, okay? be very careful about that never to judge people yeah and when you start working on that automatically you develop your own inner power inner power that gives you the strength to do what you know is the right thing to do some years ago it was very difficult for you But now you have received that power, that inner strength, and you're able to do exactly what your intellect is telling you, your sense of uh, discretion is telling you that you must do this and not do that, or you could do that after the satsang or after something like that, whatever. And thereby you're gradually becoming stronger and stronger, inner, internally stronger and thereby you are becoming full of love, no judgment. Understand?
1: Yes, thank you.
0: Okay, okay, I hope I helped you. Thank you. Okay Olga, anybody else?
1: Yes, Guruji, Supriya has a question. Supriya, please ask your question. Namaste, Guruji. I think along the same lines as Olga and Isaac, my question is when I am writing or reading or speaking to someone, sometimes even listening, I lose focus on my Maha Mantra and sometimes I become frustrated because of the not chanting. And my question is as our sensory attachments
0: to this phenomenal world wither away, including the examples that I gave, if I am writing or reading or speaking
1: or listening, does it become easier to stay steadfast on the Maha Mantra?
0: See, your Maha Mantra will always give you peace, strength and clarity. Understand? in the profession that you are you are constantly involved in intellectual and emotional analysis of the clients or the patients that come to you and in that analysis how important it is that you must be very very objective and not be involved with the patient to the point that you also are a part of the problem now here in that situation it's a very difficult situation when you are on your maha mantra other all other times that will always guide you always direct you and give you that power that do not cross those threshold and maintain your independence or objectivity. Because this objectivity and independence is what will give you the right diagnosis of your treatment. Am I correct? Am I making sense to you?
1: Yes Guruji, absolutely.
0: Yeah, so don't worry about these things. In the beginning you will run into this kind of cross-currents but gradually you will be independent and you will be so thankful and so glad that not many uh, practitioners like you will be able to analyze and study and guide their patients as well as you can. Because you have this additional exceptional gift of spirituality.
1: Thank you so much, Guruji. That's so beautiful. I'm so thankful.
0: Thank you so much.
1: Uh, There don't seem to be any more questions at this point. Does anybody else have any questions? I don't see any indication in the chat.
0: Very well. I have received some requests that we are doing Panchasukta Pavman Yajna in this month. Some of you are doing it for seven days and there are a few who are able to do it for the entire month. So what is this Pavman, Panchasukta Pavman? Let me give you a brief explanation of that panchasukta parman these verses appear in Rugveda. they are in the ninth chapter or ninth mandala and there are broadly five major chapters in each chapter there are many many verses and these verses are by various rishis who have been the seers of all these verses. Now, all of these verses, they are called Soma Sukta. Soma means divine nectar. When you enjoy or experience that divine nectar, you become immortal. It's not only that, these Soma Sukta have the power to clean you or purify you of so many sins, various, very, very severe, serious sins that they will protect you or wash you clean of such sins. Such as one killing of a cow, hurting your mother or father, hurting your guru, killing of a child, banker. I mean, these are things that so Panchasukta can purify you, clean you of such lailo. Pardon me. What was that?
1: Someone unmuted themselves, Guruji, so you heard it by mistake. I'm sorry.
0: Okay. So it will clean you off or purify you of so many phenomenal big, big major sins. Uh, but aside from that, what is important is that in the family where man is being chanted, where pancha supta Yadna is being done in that family until seven generations there will be continuous flow of children that are born and are of exceptional intellectual ability not only that they will have phenomenal spiritual upbringing as well and will be an asset to mankind until seventh generation so even if the seven, child born in seventh generation is practicing Paman further seven generations understand the benefits of that and in that area in that land territory there never will be shortage of water or drought or excess rains or shortage of annam, meaning food and there will be plenty and peace and freedom from disease as well there are many many more benefits Uh, there are too many that i can mention but the most selective and important ones I have tried to explain to you. I hope this should be useful to you and all of you should be prompted towards doing this Panchasukta Pahamani Yag. Understand? Padmaji, is that okay?
1: Yes, Guruji, absolutely. Thank you for okay. that, Guruji.
0: Okay, let us... hurry. Yadnyadana तप कर्म स्वाध्याय bhaveta भवेत
1: एष
0: अनंत कोही ब्रह्मा नृलायतो Sri योगीरा
1: Brahma
0: सच्चिदानंद ब्रह्म
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Namaste all of you and hope to see you next time, okay? नमस्ते Guruji. गुरुजी Guruji. गुरुजी
1: नमस्ते नमस्ते Thank you Guruji. गुरुजी नमस्ते गुरुजी नमस्ते गुरुजी थैंक यू गुरुजी बहुत अच्छा नमस्ते थैंक यू गुरुजी बहुत अच्छा मन को शांति मिलती बहुत
0: Namaste Guruji. नमस्ते गुरुजी मधु नमस्ते नमस्ते Namaste
1: नमस्ते गुरुजी नमस्ते गुरुजी विनीता
0: हां नमस्ते 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 Namaste विकास Yamini, है नमस्ते गुरुजी निखिल
1: Guruji.
0: Yeah, I mean yeah, I mean it, ben.
1: I'm, I'm sorry for disturbance. I didn't realize my computer was on mute.
0: Okay, that's okay.
1: Yeah.
0: It was corrected. Yes,
1: thank you. It was wonderful, Guruji.
0: Okay, very good. I'm glad. Okay, Ben. Okay. Namaskar karto the Sudhir bolta hai. Aray vah, बोल तू
1: सच्चे नमस्कार दादाश्री
0: नमस्ते नमस्ते कहाँ जाली का तुम चोपड़
1: हो जाली दादाश्री say की बोलूँ
0: आता
1: For a wise man everything gives joy. For an unwise person nothing gives joy.